Hiya Gemstones, Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing Argus, the moniker of a bequeathed swamp eagle, and the title of episode 19 of 30 Rock Season 4. Nicknames abound at 30 Rock from the ill-advised Dallas, ill-fated J-Town, and a little gay senpai and Kohei, as the gang grapples with weddings, funerals, drag queens, and peacock, baby! Will the 30 Rockers be able to overcome jealousy, regret, repression, and sexual pasts? Beth, I'm talking to you. Will Argus and Liz be our fourth May 22nd wedding? Was Gina Baloney the blueprint for Maddie Morphosis? Is my muffin top all that? Let's dive in and find out. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Lemon. I just got my bridesmaid's dress for Sri's wedding. It is a Vietnamese size two. Dressing up isn't any easier for men. Do you know what it's like when a younger man shows up wearing the same cufflinks? You might as well be invisible. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let this dress win. I have a plan. This morning I joined a, a suicide gym. cult. What do you want, Jack? I just received a call from Don Geis's estate lawyer. Apparently, I've been named in his will. I know this is a difficult time for you, but word of advice, if the will says that you have to spend the night in a haunted house, you better hope that everybody else there is black guys and sluts. I just want somebody to remember the man by. Okay. His pen or his tie clip. Maybe that boyhood sled he held so dear, I believed he called it sleddy. Something which I, in turn, can then pass on to my protege. <gasps> Any chance it's one of those bendy hospital beds? Maybe. He did have three. Such an amazing man. Have a good night, everybody. That was great. <laughs> I barely even talked about the episode intentionally. I was like, I'm not going to go through all the relationships, all the actual plot points. I didn't even say in other plot points because I never talked about the plot. This was a gift to you, Julie. It's a good one. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on this episode overall? So overall, it's like in Montessori when you're told to rewrite the question before you answer something. <laughs> Overall, Julie, I found this episode to be quite humorous, very enjoyable, and more so than I anticipated. I forgot that this was when um, Will Forte comes out as the drag queen. You're rolling your eyes already. Speak your thoughts. I don't know what it is, but these like mediocre guys from SNL that drive me nuts. But <laughs> just like I did not love Will Forte on SNL, I loved him on Sweet Tooth. So He was in like, Sweet Tooth? Yeah, he's the dad in the beginning. This is about like anthropomorphic animals, right? During a pandemic, um, yeah, an apocalypse. Oh, because I remember you texted and you're like, this is our future, <laughs> like last year. It's like, why am I watching this terrifying, heartwarming <laughs> show? But did the pandemic come first or the half children, half animals? I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I was on a loop of watching Contagion, mostly to watch Gwyneth Paltrow die. And Train to Busan, like over and over, and then World War Z. And I was like, is this a counter irritant or am I cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? I don't know, but some of the moments in this episode, I don't remember being that funny. Just a look that Tina Fey gives, is it Grizz or .com, when she's, when he's, he's just like, uh, 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 okay, <laughs> like whatever, moving on. They are, she's so funny. Kenneth is so funny in this episode. <laughs> Little baby 15-year-old Alec Baldwin shows up. I just love it. Well, and this is the beginning of Jenna's very sort of perverted sexual experiences. Like she's I always, lost my toe ring inside him, so pretty close. She's always been like, I'll use my sexuality. And sensuality. This is, I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. How could I possibly misquote the episode? Um, but now she's going like full into her sexuality and exploring a lot of things that Mr. Wool and their little sheep mascot would not approve of. And at the very end, when she's making out with herself, what's the name of it? A doppelfucker? 
like where you want to have sex with yourself. It's like a big thing I, in the I gay think, community. I think doppelfucker is my new favorite one. <laughs> it's a real well, word. I heard it on another podcast. I believe it. I mean, there was this whole Tumblr boyfriends or brothers where it's just like people who look nearly identical dating, essentially dating <laughs> each other. So that level of like narcissism or just like having a type that's very similar to yourself does exist. But I love a montage. I love a musical moment. I love mirrors. I love muscly biceps and dresses. I was in for all of this. You don't have any of those things. I didn't say I do. I oh, I thought you were talking brother. about getting a doppelfuck, and I'm like, well, I don't have any muscles, and you don't wear dresses. <laughs> no, if I met myself in person, I would punch him in the face. I do not think I would get along with me. I'm a lot. I don't know how you both get along with me. Because we're the same person. Oh, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> We got a deep breathing groan out of Emma, so we should probably head into this episode. Okay, so I did just Google doppelfuck, (laughs) and let me tell you, the search results are sort of like when Liz typed in you face without the hyphen. She's like, there are faces here, but they are not be treating with respect. So what do you see? I'm not going to describe what I see. I'm just seeing like the words to porn sites and I'm not going to click images because I'm on a call with my sister um, and also other reasons. Well, is saying that a Vietnamese size two is not the same size as an American size two, is that okay? Well, Asian sizes tend to be smaller. Is that true? That's just a fact, yeah. I've All our clothes are made in other countries. I can't talk about global commerce right now, but I can't tell you (laughs) fast fashion, but I can't tell you that. Yeah. Asian sizes tend to be smaller because if you get something from like a disreputable website that ships it elsewhere, as I've done before, and you get a size 32 pant and it doesn't even fit up your ankle, you're going to be real upset with yourself for ordering it. And then for your body and the way you met a guy who was wearing some sort of print shirt with their too many buttons unbuttoned like you tend to wear (laughs) would you find that attractive it depends on the guy someone literally thought that i was intentionally unbuttoning my middle button not from the top just my middle to expose my sternum no i just shift very wildly in the wild because i have a lot of frenetic movements to do so this episode begins jack and liz what's better than that literally nothing and so Jack's like, uh, hey, Lemon. And she talks about her bridesmaid's dress, a Vietnamese size two. Yes, Asian sizes are smaller. That is a fact. Dressing up isn't any easier for men. Do you know what it's like when a younger man shows up wearing the same coupling? <laughs> Reminds me of when he was dating uh, Cece, uh, Celeste Cunningham. And he showed up. And in one of his flashbacks, he had his hair done improperly and he was like no one is bitchier than republican men that's like because they're all closeted and so they have to find things and then he ordered a uh nancy drew and for men it's called a hardy boy ah it took me back oh edie falco good times um so jack's like you might as well be invisible if you have the same cufflinks don't know if that's like an equitable situation to compare but like go for it um, but Liz is going to let this dress win, which I feel very wholeheartedly. She's a plan. This morning she joined a... Suicide cult? No, a gym. <laughs> but Jack's got other things on his mind, Grapes. So he just received a call from Don Geis' estate lawyer. As we know, Jack Welch announced to Jack that Don Geis had died. Tragic. Um, but Jack has been named in the will of Don Geis. What's he going to get? And Liz is like, I don't know if this is, I know this is a difficult time for you, but a word of advice. If the will says you have to spend the night in a haunted house, you better hope that everybody else is there as black guys and sluts. Did you ever see Cabin in the Woods? Nope. <clears throat> so it's was it's by Joss Whedon, so I don't know if we're allowed to watch <laughs> it anymore. I know. But it was sort of like a satire on that, you know, sluts and black people tend to die first. Um So I don't know if I was trying to recommend this or just like attaching it, but here we are. (laughs) Hyperlink included. Hyperlink included. (laughs) So Jack's hoping for something to remember him by, like a pen (laughs) or a tie clip or maybe his boy sled that he's held so dear. I believe he called it sleddy. (laughs) Okay. The line in and of itself, brilliant. The recitation took it to another level. Absolutely wonderful. Have you ever successfully sat through Citizen Kane? No. That makes two of us. 
Rosebud. Something that he can turn, uh, pass on to his protege, a.k.a. Liz. And Liz is like, any chance it's one of those bendy hospital beds? Right. <laughs> and she makes all the movements about all the ways in which you can go. <laughs> Jack says, maybe he did have three. He's like, he was such an amazing man. So she goes in for the hug, looking all somber, sort of reflecting his emotions. And then as soon as her face is away from his, she's like, I'm going to get me a hospital bed. Hey. But in that doubt. Man. So Jenna is in a really good mood. Oh my gosh. Do you love Pete in this episode? I love Pete in this episode. I do love Pete in this episode. But I think, <laughs> didn't we skip a part about the Grizz wedding announcement? Did we? Or I did know. I? Excuse me. Go ahead. We're a unit, Julie. We're in this together. It's like when I say... All in this together. It's like in my final report when I say, we did this amazing thing. It was me. And I'm pretty sure people know that. Okay, so we're on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. And the category today is fiancé or fiancé. So Grizz has an announcement. And he states that he's getting married on May 22nd. Liz is not super enthused because this is the second wedding on the same date after Sari and that like pirate abductee. What's his name? Do we not, not know that it's Caitlin? Um, no, it's Stavros. Oh, okay. That Caitlin and Floyd are getting married on that day because she is she not in that wedding yet? Oh, I think she is. Yeah. So this is the third, but she hasn't been involved in all three until the end. Spoiler alert. So Pete's like, uh, life is like TV. Testing tells us that people like weddings, births, and episodes where a character dies. And in the background, Lutz is ch- clutching his chest and he's like, my heart. <laughs> but the overdub of that does not sound like Lutz at all. Or his ability to like throw his voice has been underutilized in this series. In my following TED Talk, I will discuss all the ways in which the background actors have not had their fair due. Tracy says, so I thought Chris might want to take this time to announce he's going to be his best man. Grizz has not decided yet. He looks uncomfortable. Maybe all of his emotions are pretty much deadpan. Um, I haven't decided yet. You sound like my mother talking to the Planned Parenthood lady. Seriously, which one of your rich and famous friends with hepatitis B are you going to pick? I first learned about hepatitis B through Pamela Anderson. That's a real fact. Grizz is clearly uncomfortable um, based on the situation. You cannot tell it in his face. And he says, let's not do this in front of everybody. Let's not do this in front of everybody. You sound like my mother being pulled on stage at a two-live crew concert. Damn, my mother had problems. So now, can we get to the good scene with Pete? Yes, She's like, oh, brother, we have to tell Jenna we can't do the Kardashian sketch because Jack is bros with Lamar Odom. You are such a coward. Uh, Because Pete decides to hide behind a prop, me. Um, But then also me, I would Kool-Aid man through it and be like, hey. Pete's like, you... You think I care what you think? Hey, Jenna. So look, we can't do the Kardashian sketch. Is it wild to you that the Kardashians overlapped with 30 Rock? I consider them like completely different periods. How like Barbara Walters, Martin Luther King Jr. and Anne Frank were all born in the same year. It's exactly like that, Julie. Is that a true story? They were all born in the same year. Yeah. I'm not here to lie. Yes, I'm here to spit straight facts from a gay mouth. She's like, okay, I understand. Pete, there you are. I heard one of your kids broke his arm. But she sounds genuinely upset. He's like, yeah, yeah the shit I built on collapsed on him. <laughs> well, is he going to be okay? Liz interjects like, what is going on? Why are you being so happy and nice? Are you soaking your tampons in vodka again? So I looked this up. Is this yeah. a real thing? I got it two totally thing. different answers. If someone you know is considering attempting this practice, you should tell them that it's not likely to work and could ultimately damage their sexual organs and potentially result in acute poisoning and death. For all intents and purposes, attempting the vodka tampon method of getting a buzz just isn't worth it. Second opinion, each tampon soaks up about the equivalent of two shots of vodka. Physicians say the danger is in the amount of alcohol absorbed directly into the bloodstream. As the alcohol seeps out of the tampon, they get much higher levels in their bloodstream. Yeah, so we actually had like sounds a talk. like it works to me. Yeah, we actually had a talk uh, in college about this uh, because that was during the tampon craze, um, and people were like butt chugging beers, and everyone was using their orifices is not that a for real thing. Butt chugging a beer. It is amazing how homosexual 
and homoerotic straight men will get. They'll put everything in their ass but a dick. And it's confusing and honestly revolting. But we had like a seminar about how the <laughs> the issue with putting a tampon coated and some sort of alcohol is that it doesn't pass through the stomach. So if you get alcohol poisoning, you can't throw it up. You just like go into shock and die. Did you ever do it? Put a tampon up my butt? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I, I drank like a normal civilized person. Uh, in excess, like a normal civilized person. And I threw up like a normal civilized person. So she's like, no, it's just, well, I met a guy, okay? And it's just been a few weeks. We're not putting labels on anything yet because the glue is abrasive. But really <laughs> See, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, she like gets, I mean, perverted earlier perhaps was the wrong choice, but just like adventurous, let's say. Um, Pete, interestingly, is taking like a very Holly Golightly rose-colored glasses. Like, is there any chance this might make our lives easier? No way. I've seen this a hundred times. She gets psyched about some guy. He reveals himself to be crazy. Then there's a terrible breakup and we suffer. <laughs> Remember when she dated that sniper? <laughs> so we cut to uh, the past when Jenna's in Liz's office and she's got a laser sight on her forehead. Oh, please. He's not going to fire. For God's sake, he's scared of his own mother. Aren't you, Alan? And the way she's like bob and weaving in the window <laughs> to like taunt him is so Jenna. And I know you hate that I'm rewatching Friends right now, but it reminds me of a scene where Phoebe and Ross are getting mugged and Ross immediately gives up his wallet. And Phoebe's like, no. And what a great Ross show. <laughs> and Ross is like, I knew you'd be the death of me, Phoebe Buffay. So Liz is like, whoever this new guy is, we need to figure out its deal before she gets burned and takes it out on us. Tell me about it. Remember this breakup when she bit me? He pulls up his shirt, as I am wont to do, and there is a giant bite mark that looks infected. Pete, that was like two years ago. It just won't heal. It's huge. <laughs> like, her mouth was way open. Yeah, I honestly am <laughs> V-jealous. As a son of TMJ, it's very difficult for me to open my mouth wide enough to enjoy myself. So now we're in uh, the lawyer's office. This is hilarious. That concludes Mr. Geist's financial disbursements. I believe all have been accounted for. His daughter, his lovely wife, is even Kathy lovelier. Kathy Geist, hey! Sorry, shout out for <laughs> Kathy Geist. I know I ruined your flow, but I love her so much. <clears throat> his daughter, his lovely wife, his even lovelier mistress, his secret Canadian family, his even more secret <laughs> attic family. They're very pale. All that Super remains pale. are a few down. Oshkosh, bagosh, befitted from the early 90s. Devastating. Those kids are the flowers in the attic for sure. <laughs> You've ever seen that movie or read the book? To my daughter, Kathy, I bequeath my pocket watch. <laughs> I got some very specific instructions for care. And the most important of which is not to let the piece get wet. She spits it out of her mouth. It's fucking amazing. That woman is such a good actress. God. Oh, she looks like... Remember when that big thing went around about Tom Holland and how it always looked like he had a frog in his mouth because he was clenching his jaw to make himself look masculine? That was Kathy the entire time. He like, is masculine. For a okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they were like, it looks like he has a frog in his mouth. And that's what I was thinking about Kathy. And then, boom, goes the dynamite. Pocket watch slipped out. Me on the floor. And he's like, to my protege and friend, John Francis Donaghy, I leave a gift from the gardens of my estate in Connecticut. My beloved pet peacock, Argus. So here's where the homosexual subtext starts. Here's where the story ends. So Kathy has already received that watch. Everyone else knows the bequeathments. His comes with a grand double opening of the doors as a peacock jauntily prances out. Like, we haven't even gotten into, like, the senpai, senpai daddy, but already <laughs> my little gay radar is pinging hardcore. I'm like U571 over here. What a rare <laughs> callback to a very terrible Matthew McConaughey movie that no one has seen. Dear listeners, if you would like to join me and actually appreciate my jokes, uh, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> so now we're in Liz's office. I would like to play Grizz. Please start. Ugh, Vietnamese size two. She's trapped in the garment. Beth, I hope it wasn't awkward for you when Tracy brought up my wedding. Why would it be awkward? Because of our sexual past. Yeah. 
she goes to close the door and he's like, leave it open. I feel safer. Because all <laughs> the writers are looking at like sexual past what? How can I help you, Grizz? Well, Tracy keeps pushing. To be a best man. Yeah, I noticed that. But I want to pick.com. And you're afraid that Tracy will freak out. So you want me to help you convince him to step aside. You know my every thought, Beth. We really were the Sam and Diane of this police. Now, are those friends of yours? Stop cheers! I know. I was just being a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Grizz's flat affect, which is kind of like the guy, the micropenis guy from Reacher. I totally love it. The micropenis guy? The guy who played the guy with the micropenis from New Girl is Reacher in the new Reacher. Gotcha. New Girl, also- New Girl, Reacher, Reacher. Micropenis, micropenis. <laughs> he was also in <laughs> Blue Mountain State. What's that? I don't know, but on several forums, I have seen his nudity from that show. And he also has a like monotone, but says things with lots of deep meaning, but with no affect of any kind. Sorry. Is that intentional or is he just like a bad actor? Well, what do you think with Chris? I think Chris is doing it on purpose. So in this next scene, I feel like maybe this is why I like Pete because I am Pete. When he's like, could you call me Dallas? This could really be the start of something for me. I could see me doing that. <laughs> Not Dallas, but something else. And then later on when he holds on to it and Liz is calling him and he won't answer. And then she's like, Dallas, he's like, yeah. <laughs> that very much reminded me of like yeah. uh, a bit I would do. Yes. Anyway, I'm going to be Pete. You be Liz, please. Okay. Well, I'll also be Jenna. Great. Everyone will love that. Liz, Pete, I want you to meet someone. This is my boyfriend, Paul. Pete Hornberger? Hi. But you can call me Dallas. This could be the start of the start. <laughs> him. I mean, take your shot. Yeah, so, uh, Paul, this is Liz. What's your deal? They could tell you by your great me. accent work. <laughs> I need you to calm down for five seconds. Is what I need to happen. Through a mutual friend. No, damn it, fuck. Through a mutual fund. Friend. Jenna. Of course, through a friend fund. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, Paul? I work for a bank. Rupt Circus. He works for a bankrupt circus. Liz, I love that. Mental Liz is like, okay, he's hiding something. He's like, I'm guessing already married cat strangler. When I just like, when she completes a perfect sentence that is believable with something terrible, you don't know how high my heart soared. It's where it's when you drank all that caffeine earlier today. <laughs> no, it was as high as when swamp eagles fly on a mountain high. So Liz walks in and into Jack's office. She's like, "Can I get his signature?" And she sees Argus. She's like, "Ah, living dinosaur, <laughs> lemon." This is Argus. He was a gift from God, Don Geist, his last gift to be exact. Why did Don Geist have a peacock? Is that like an NBC thing? <laughs> Why did Don Geist? No. Don owned Argus long before he bought NBC. Uh, peacocks can live up to 40 years, longer if they're not part of Mike Tyson's home zoo. I'm assuming that was topical-ish then. So, Mike Tyson spends $220,000 a year to feed his tigers and 15 other celebrities with the most pets. So, number 15, Mike Tyson's mangled tiger. <laughs> Did you just read the title of an article? <laughs> number 14, Kirstie Alley's lemurs. Number 13, George Clooney's pig. Number 12, Kristen Stewart's wolf. Then I gave up. That's fair. <laughs> well, tell me, what's number one? I need to know number one. I only got to Kristen 12. Stewart has I got bored. I thought, I don't care. I'm exhausted by you. Kristen Stewart has a wolf. Is that from Twilight? Have you seen Kristen Twilight? Stewart, Remember nope. Will Forte? Forte? Kristen Stewart seems to have been inspired by the Twilight characters. Her exotic pet is a cross between a wolf and a dog, and his name is Jack. That's Kristen's love for wolf-dog hybrids actually goes back even longer than Twilight. Her mother, Chewels, rescued a few pups a decade ago. See why I got bored? How's that? Okay. Anyway, Will Forte was also in Parks and Rec when he was obsessed with Twilight. The circles. You just have to pay oh, attention. The it's Illuminati. Caps. Yeah. Everything's connected. Okay. Beyonce. I'm sorry. Fiance is in charge of everything. Okay. So Liz is like, that's a weird fucking gift. About the Argus. Not at all. When Don Geist was first taking me under his wing, he would sit on the veranda of his home in Connecticut talking about business, politics, how to avoid getting paper cuts while making love on a pile of money. Were they the ones making love? Did they trial it together? Because this feels super gay to me. I feel like making love. 
Should we do it? This will nope. they, won't they has been exhausting, Julie. <laughs> we are the Sam and Diane of this podcast. We're the Sam and Diane. And our friend Argus would strut proudly through the garden. We three peacocks felt like we owned the world. <laughs> three white gays walking into a gay club. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's a uh, God. How did how to get up so, here so quick? So the she sits down on the couch. The peacock just like swarms her. You know, I've never told anybody this before, Lemon, but Don and I had nicknames for each other. Like we might someday, J Town. So Jack's like we called each other senpai and kohai, master and pupil. You know, the Greeks had something similar where they had the pederast and something else, I don't remember. And they would engage in a sort of counseling situation where one person would learn how to bottom. And Argus is actually a Greek mythological god who sees all. You're welcome. Anyway, so Jack is like, we called each other senpai and kohai, master and pupil. Terms we learned on a trip to Japan because they played the movie Rising Sun on the airplane. Don was my senpai, and now this bird is all that remains. Ah, he's going to fuck that bird. This is like, Jack, I'm really sorry for you. Ah! The peacock comes over. She's like, oh, a feather went in my mouth. Oh, it's so oily. Lemony smarts you. He thinks you're his wife. Go, get out. <laughs> so it turns out that peafowl are typically poly ignis birds meaning they a dominant male will mate with several females in a season so i don't know that he really imprints on her in the way they're saying i mean that just sounds like everyone during pride <laughs> so this is like hey tracy chris and i were just talking that's amazing of course you guys are very close continue i mean an amazing idea we thought maybe at the wedding you could be the lead singer of the band really i'd be awesome at that you would. Now, of course, you couldn't sing. And But who's going to tell you two? The wedding band is you two. No, you two idiots. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to manipulate me into not being best man. And damn it, Chris, I've known you since you were six feet tall. I'm going to be your best man. I'm the leader of this entourage. And because of you, I'm having a tantrum. Now pick up that table and smash it for me. Liz, I am in love with Grizz's fiance, fiance. Oh my God, I definitely didn't know that. Would you talk to Grizz and convince him Tracy should be his best man? Okay, yeah, I'll try to help, but can I please go to the gym first? No. Hello? Badger, it's another Badger. The third Badger has taken the bait. Why is everyone codenamed Badger? I thought you said you wanted to do it this way. You know, I said I didn't care. So Liz is going by Jenna's dressing room and sees uh, Paul, and she's like, hey, Jenna, wait, what are you doing? I'm, and he has, like, a lot of gold in his hand. Um, I'm just feeling the weight of Jenna's jewelry on my finger pads. Pete's walking by, and Liz is like, Pete, he's not listening. Pete, he's not listening. Dallas, he's like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I love him so much. Big Hero 6. <laughs> Liz is like, Paul is getting weirder. We've got to step it up. You know what we should do? We should follow him. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> he tried to kill his kids. He knew he subtly built that shed. He wanted them to die. And this is the hill that I will die on. What's going on? Your kids have a play tonight? Oklahoma. And they couldn't find cowboy hats big enough for my kids' heads, so they're just wearing turbans. It's on. When Paul leaves, we follow him, CIA style. And afterwards, I go to the gym. And then everyone laughs as if it's on a laugh track. And she's like, words are the first step on the road to deeds. So I Googled that thinking that that was like some guru's nonsense. But only thing they came up with this episode. The brilliance of these writers. So Kenneth's been called to Jack's office. And he's like, you want to see me, sir? Oh, my. What a gorgeous swamp eagle. My new pet name for everyone. This is Argus. He's very special to me. Is he okay? I don't know. He's become listless and he won't eat any of the peacock food I got at the crazy rich person's pet store. There's a picture of Richard Branson surrounded by two exotic pets. I wonder if that's where Mike Tyson also gets his feed. Besides Evander Holyfield. Frankly, I don't know what to do. He's recently taken a mate. <laughs> Kenneth is like all up in this. He's like Bear Grylls picking up droppings and being like, there's someone near. And I was like, you could have used your eyes, dude. 
Lemon. Lemon's the mate. Good luck, Argus. Well, sir, there's nothing wrong with this bird. He's just very old. Argus probably doesn't have very long to live. All of your page duties stop right now. The welfare of this bird is your only concern. He lives or you die. I was about to suggest the same thing. Of course, an immortal being would suggest that there is no recourse. <laughs> Liz is now channeling her inner Dennis, and she's like, hey, dummy, to Tracy, what are you going to do to Grizz? What are Whoa. you doing to Grizz? We've Whoa. already done something to him. I'm upset. <laughs> You watch my your mouth before I show you the back of my hand. <laughs> it says, please be nice to me. That is one of my favorite lines of all time. Although every time I try to use it in person, it has gone horribly. People get offended. I've only used it at work. Am I the problem? <laughs> Am I the drama? <laughs> Am I the drama? Yes, Scarlett, moi? you are. <laughs> it's like you just said moi instead of me. So yes, you are the drama. So Liz is like, look, you've got to grow up about this best man thing. Liz Lemon, I don't even want to be the best man. Why would I? Show up on time, not lose a ring, keep my shirt on through dinner? Amen, sister. Then why are you throwing a fit about it? Because I'm trying to protect.com, dummy. Is everyone Dean Winters? <laughs> He's in love with Grizz's fiance. Fiance. Oh, your stutter's back. No, Grizz's fiance is named fiance, like fiance, but with an F. Oh, come on. This was clearly before everyone watched every single TV show with captions. Listen, we cannot make .com get up there and give a speech at that wedding. It would kill him. Wow, I can't believe you're using your infantile selfishness for good. I'm impressed, Tracy. When are you going to do that? <laughs> when I'm Tracy's age? Just I'm right around the corner. First of all, I am 67 years young, so you can calm down. You think that's impressive? Watch me stand on one foot. And then like, Hang on. I did it earlier. That is so me. One of my legs is about two inches longer than the other. Called and long leg syndrome. Everyone has it. Not like I do. <laughs> I'm unique and different. I'm one of a kind, baby. Well, I can't... <laughs> You're right, Tracy. You've got to convince Chris to choose you. No, you do. Why do I have to do everything? Oh, my God. I'm never going to fit into that Bored. dress. <laughs> you do me every single day. Every <laughs> single day. Do that in real life? Someone's just bored. Nothing. You're like, bored. Walking you away. do do that in real life to me. I haven't yelled bored. I've Maybe thought I, I felt it. Yeah, I will look over at you. Whatever I say something and I'm like, that was funny. I'll see Emma going like, yikes. And I'll see you just like looking at that dog. And yet you continue to do it again and again. This dog is fucking cute and you know it. I'm just making sure he's not dead. This dog is amazing. But first of all, it's not the... This girl is on fire! Julie, it's not the falling down, it's the staying down. You know who said that? I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pete, <laughs> Pete and Liz are about to go on their like CIA excursion. I'm assuming they're not just gonna like. Is on fire. I'm assuming they're not just gonna like dose everyone with LSD, but we'll this see. Girl is on fire. So they see Paul go into a bar, and Pete's like, "We're gonna have to drink a lot to fit in." He is unhinged, unwell, and an admirable sort of icon in my world. So now we've like been in the bar for too long, and Liz is like, "I don't understand where he went." He's like, can I get five more beers here? Name's Dallas. She's like, I don't get it. Did we lose him? What if he's in a secret back room doing pots? <laughs> doing, it's you. Whenever I talk about me getting too high, you're like, why are you doing the pots? Good and that's question. a great question. That is a great question. I've I think everyone would like to know that. I'm doing the pot, the nicotine, and now caffeine. God, I'm Pete. I hope Nancy is up for the challenge. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Gina Baloney. What did he say? And so a Jenna appears on the stage and Pete's like, is that Jenna? No, no you idiot slut. It's Paul. And my muffin top is all that whole grain low fat. I don't want a piece of that, but I just want to dance. First of all, I know I'm you Jenna. want a piece of that. Naturally. The reason she has some British inflection in her voice is because she lost her virginity to the My Fair Lady soundtrack. Okay? Naturally. Anyway, it is, first of all, wild that Paul is singing 
himself. In New York City, that's not like a huge thing that's basically big in Britain, according to Charlie Hyde's. And that is all that I have issue with in this segment. Everything else is perfectly standard to me. I agree. I thought the same thing. Like, they don't sing live. He would be lip syncing over. (laughs) I know. The shock of like, oh, my God, he's a drag queen. I was like, okay, first of all, I see several inaccuracies here. He would be having a club dance track. Um, Everything else is fine. So a guy in the background is like, we're getting this thing. And Liz can't handle it. So she's like, I'm going to need more cranberry juices over here because she's fighting a UTI. So Liz goes up to Jack and she's like, Jack, I just found out that Jenna is dating a guy who does a drag show as her. Jack is on phase. He's got bigger issues. Lemon, what is with this food layout? He's in like the break room of 30 Rock. Kenneth says he needs some sumac bark and shrub yellow root to make a poultice for Argus. How is your thing weirder than mine? First of all, I would just like to say poultice for Argus is my cellar door. That is. Please welcome to the stage, poultice for Argus. If you don't think that I will crash a drag show as a peacock, say peacock, baby, <clears throat> leave. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack's like, I'm not letting that bird die. And why does he have to? For God's sake, if we can put an ear on a mouse back, we can certainly make a peacock immortal. Calm down, Jeff Bezos. So this is like, ah, Jack, Elon I know this Musk. Is- all of them. Oh, Jack, I know this is important to you, but it is just a bird. I mean, do you think you've worked up? But is sorry, I like literally fully buffered for like a minute. Lemon. Mm. Okay. Oh, Jack, I know this is important to you, but it is yeah. just a bird. Oh. Ah! Oh, you Googled the growing an ear on a mouse. Oh. Julie! <laughs> It's my job. It is. What? You did good, but it's also no. Do not, do not encourage her. Do not encourage her. Oh, but it is just a wait, bird. Is he just I like? Mean, <laughs> I mean, do you think maybe you're so worked up about Argus because he never let you sleep for John? I'm upset. I'm not going to be able to sleep for weeks. But he can't. This is so rude. He definitely can't sleep on his back. Oh my god. <laughs> they will pay. Someone got an ear, though. <laughs> Did they? I hope so. Otherwise, what was the point? I don't know. She's like, Jack, I don't know. I know this is important to you, but it's just a bird. I mean, do you think maybe you're so worked up about Argus because you never let yourself grieve for Dawn? A human ear is all that grown on my back fat. Don't you want a piece of that? But I'm just here to dance. I cannot actually dance because I... Okay. All of you so this part play. is amazing. Jack's like, I did grieve for Dawn. As soon as Jack Welch told me, I went through all five stages of grief. Dawn is dead. What? She's like, I didn't do anything. And Jack's like, let me retell it, but this time in slow motion. Jack Welch is Dawn is dead. So he goes through denial. He's denying it. He goes through (laughs) anger. He's mad. He goes through bargaining. He like whips out cash and is just like rain and money. He goes through the depression. He's sad. And then the final stage is not acceptance. Twist. It's shoving down emotions and proceeding as if everything's fine. <laughs> See? Do you wonder why men are so fucked up? It's because they do not know how to handle their emotions. And Boys, got- don't cry. So Kenneth's like, sir, I just want to let you know Argus is sleeping. And you left him alone? What if he rolls over in his back and his cloaca fills up with mucus? Oh, brother. This is not about some peacock. We're going to have to help him, Kenneth. I have an idea. But you're going to have to take the lead because I'm stretched pretty thin. Well, not New York thin, but... (laughs) Yikes! (laughs) One thing I have noticed on my friend's rewatch is, like, I don't... (laughs) Calm down. Julie, she's nodding off. Okay. Put down the heroin. Is so, this the Friends recap podcast? Calm down. Think so. What I've noticed is like there are so many fat jokes and they all super fucking suck. That's the most awkward for me. Because I remember watching it growing up and I was like, oh my God, 1994, we've got a lesbian wedding. That's amazing. But the fat jokes are really shitty. Please check out the Maintenance Phase podcast to see how horrible we've been to people, period, when it comes to their weight. So Kenneth says, well, not New York then, and she smacks him. He's like, don't amazing. worry. I'm on it, Miss Lemon. Sorry. Sorry. This is Argus. 
Okay, so Grizz and Liz, aka Sam and Diane, are back together again. I do love how they just like shoehorn this into the episode. Like it's like this whole mythos around 30 Rock, and I'm 100% bought in. Am I fickle? Yes. Am I loving it? Ba 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 ba. Yes. So Grizz is like, I need you to do something for me. Yeah, actually, I need to talk to you about the wedding. I'm too upset to talk. Look at me. Just look at him. He looks exactly the same. That's how you know. Um, so Liz is now in Tracy's dressing room with .com and Tracy, and she's reading out something that Grizz has given to her. Grizz has asked me to read this to both of you, and I quote, Dear friends, I don't want any more fighting or bad feelings. I love you, but I've known .com ever since we went to Above the Beanstalk, a free summer camp for giants. I want him to be my best man. And if you care about me, you'll respect my decision. I'll always be your... Oof. Oh no, I'm white. I can't read that word. Um, friend from the neighborhood. Jesus Christ! Ah, my whole body's in shivers. Dotcom's like, I'm so honored. Now no one is getting hurt. No one at all. And he is emoting. We know he's hurt. Way to go, Dotcom. Grizz is like, thanks guys. I'm so happy. Hey Jenna! So, nice to meet Paul. Interesting guy. How much do you know about him? Well, I lost a toe ring in him, so I'd say a lot. Gross. Did that fall out of your mouth? On purpose. It fell no, out of your I mean, mouth just like that toe ring fell into Paul's anal cavity. We don't know. No, that. I mean, like, mouth. what does he do at night and what he wears there and who he's being? So, you know about Paul's act. Wait, you know about Paul's act? How do you think we met? Paul won a Jenna Maroney impersonator contest, at which I came in fourth. Very similar. Dolly Parton. Oh, no, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, I was going to say Dolly Parton was in a competition with drag queens, and she came in not first. Well, she's an American hero. She's an icon. She is the moment. She is everything. And I would die for her. I would die for you. So Liz is like, and now you're Is that a song? Yeah, from Who's it by? I've never heard of her. That's right. Right there. That face, that's exactly what I didn't tell you about Paul in the first place. Your judgmental badger face. You need to do Liz so I can at least do one more Jenna line. Jenna, even for you, this is weird. Be a friend, Liz. Until then, I don't want to talk to you. Looks like one of us, Pete comes out of the hiding and he's like, looks like one of us is in trouble. <laughs> A hundred percent me. No, that is literally everyone else around me at work. I'll be like, we have to do a write-up. We have to do a write-up. And then I'll do the write-up. Everyone else is gone. And I'm like, I need another witness. And then my barista comes in and is like, head of HR coming through. And I was like, that doesn't have your rule. Okay, so Jack is talking to Kenneth in his office. They are talking about the bird, the little peafowl, the little swamp eagle. His name's Argus. How is he? He's awake, but... But What? Well, sorry, I've spent a lot of time with people. They make a lot of different noises. Oh, wait, that's Carl. Kenneth, what is your point? It's just I've never in all my life heard a peacock say senpai and kohai. <gasps> that is the collective air being expunged from all of our fucking lungs because this is breathtaking. What did you just say? Senpai and kohai? At least that's what it sounded like. Kenneth, I've been under a lot of strain lately, but do you believe a human soul could be transferred into an animal vessel? Sir, I think there's a lot about this world we don't understand, like the afterlife or how bread turns into toast. First of all, <laughs> chemical reactions are a scam and I don't trust or believe in them. I just need to get that out there. My muffin top is all So Doc talking to Liz. Liz. But I'm just here today. I'm in love with Chris's fiance. Fiance. Oh my God. I definitely did not know that. To steal a line from friends. This is brand new information. Would you talk to Chris and convince him that Tracy should be his best hand? Best man? Yeah. Best hand. Try to help. My best hand is my right one. Okay, yeah, I'll try to help, but can I please go to the gym first? No. <laughs> Way to go, .com. Boundaries. So the phone is ringing. Liz is like, hello. Badger? It's another badger. <laughs> the third badger has taken the bait. Why is everyone codenamed Badger? I thought you said you wanted to do it this way. No, I said I didn't care. And then she Jesus. hangs up the phone. 
We're gonna. You can be Jenna. Thank you so much. Jenna, can we please talk about this before it becomes big? Ah! It's not Jenna. It's Paul. Twist. I don't actually get any lines. Hello, Liz. Jenna told me I didn't need to hide from you anymore. All right. Let's get to the chase. What's your game, friend? What are you getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? Yeah. Okay. And I don't love this part. Um, the way in which we express gender, acknowledge gender, and the various manifestations of that has grown a long way. And that is not reflected in the words I'm about to utter. But here we go. I am the luckiest man in the world. I get to be with the most talented, beautiful, sexy woman ever. So you aren't just using her for your act? My act. I'd never tuck my penis again if she asked me. Trixie Mattel, she never does anyway. <laughs> All I want to do is spend my days listening to her talk and sing and scream at her cleaning lady on the phone. To be honest, Liz, I just don't understand what she gets out of it. I think I do. Oh, that's so funny. She finally gets to love herself. It's perfect. What are you two talking about? You, Jenna. You, Jenna. It's both of them at the same time. Julie, that was amazing work. Ooh. This situation is empirically weird, but I'm glad you're happy. I'm assuming it's only weird because she's dating <clears throat> someone who impersonates her. Doppelfucker. Doppelfucker. My horn will pierce the sky. I heard what you said about me. You're so sweet. God, you're incredible. Okay, guys, let's just... Ooh, Jenna, why are you grabbing his boobs? Honestly, I'm loving this itch. They're making out. They're equally respecting their zone. Their bodies are, like, anatomically similar. And it's a vibe. Would I say I caught a vibe? I'm certainly not vaccinated against this vibe. vibe. I'm ready for this Maybe vibe. Maybe we can meet you for the ride. I'm boosted towards this. Hypnotized by the light. You <laughs> be Jack. I don't know, Argus. He's in the office with Argus. He's drinking a scotch. I don't know, Argus. Maybe it's a scotch talking. See, I told you. But I think there might be a man's soul inside of you. This is crazy. Don, if you're in there, give me a sign. So, the peacock squawks. I saw the sign. So only Ace of Base or a bird containing the soul of a man in its animal vessel could ever make a sign like that. And Jack's like, you want a drink? When it dies later, do you think it's because of the scotch? Because I do. Don, senpai, there's just a few things I want you to know. You're the father I never had. It's Jack. There it is. <laughs> just let me finish. <laughs> I want to live the rest of my life in a way that will make you proud. I just wish you could be here to watch me do it. And then it puts its little oily feathers on his leg. Because they're about to fuck again. Just like my octopus teacher. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm going to speak frankly to you. Frank pops out. He's wearing it. I'm just kidding. And I know I can do that because of our sexual past. Damn it, Beth. Let it go. Damn, Beth. Let it go. Sorry, what did I say it wrong? Yes, you did. Maybe Liz. Did I fuck it up? I'm much more grizz-like than you are. I have more lines again. <laughs> you don't even have a best man. Your wedding day is about you and your bride. So who cares about what anyone thinks? Love isn't judgmental. Love is patient. Love is weird and sometimes gross. You told me to fucking read this. You will listen as I speak. Love is elusive and you found it. To so treasure it. And maybe don't leave it alone with .com. Words to live by, honey. That was beautiful. Look at me. I literally like thought you were baby. talking about me, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's because my acting is next fucking You're level. You're so fucking good. She's so that was beautiful. Good. Look at me. Crying like a baby. There's there no not tears. a tear. There is no tears. So now she's addressing Tracy. And she's like, so now I am... Chris and fiance is a woman of honor, as I was for Emma's wedding, and he wants me to give the same speech at the Hunts Point Marriott while wearing a dashiki. So you're... And three weddings on the same day. Yeah, you're welcome. And the coda is Jenna with Paul. <laughs> when I was young... And let me sing it. I never needed anyone. I make it Making love. love was just for fun. Those days are gone. All by 
myself. Don't wanna be all oh, by myself anymore. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> hey, go Tracy. Go Tracy. Go Tracy. <laughs> you know what else is awesome, Julie? You. You. Are and this episode. Singer than I am, and I'm <laughs> terrible singer. I just don't understand why we need to cut each other down to lift each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head to the chat now. The next return from his pee break of White Claws. <laughs> a reminder to the listeners that 90 and above means that it's rewatchable and that we would watch it on a regular basis. And everyone agrees on the rules. Let me know when you're ready. Reminder to the listeners, I do not subscribe Sends! to the <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Emma with a 94, Nick with a 93, and Julie with a 90. I don't know that I would seek this one out specifically on a, on the regular, but there were some funny moments that I liked watching. Yeah, this is one of those where I went into the episode expecting it to be like meh, knowing full well that even like meh 30 Rock episodes are still great. But the amount of lines that I laughed at, the amount of enjoyment that I received, the amount of drag queen exposure that I got, the amount of a straight white man playing the drag queen, there's a lot going on and I ended up with 93. <laughs> no one was questioning your um, Julie I have thoughts and feelings yeah it's funny anyway if you're still listening god bless you um, and you can check us out we have a patreon now it's at takespod.com patreon your mom slash backslash blurg friends Emma what's it, what is it patreon.com slash takespod that's what On I said it, you'll find a bonus episode of our takes all over the place and a intro to k-pop from yours truly it's Nick. My name's Nick. And if you're not interested in Patreon, no worries, because we're still going to be here every week breaking down this amazing show, trying to keep Nick on topic and awake. And Will never happen. <laughs> um, and our Takes All Over the Place podcast, we really do go into pop culture and sort of um, more stories about our uh, very strange lives and definitely some drag race content. So um, if you'd like to get some more laughter, please join us at Takes All Over the Place. And we want to thank you so much for listening. Hope you got a couple of laughs in, had a good time trying to bring a little levity into this world as we get ready to explode. So, what's going on? Is the world in danger? If the world was ending, you'd come over, right? I mean, you don't have to stay in the night, but you can just come over for a little while. Thanks. What's your address? I can't really talk about that on the air. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great week. We look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. 